BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Oh, Phoenix! Hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's Patrick Down. You straight punk bitch! I mean, you're just gonna replace me. Shut up! Randy Morales. The biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere! Why do I have to have a buzzer? You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. It is another beautiful Tuesday evening, a little bit later on a Tuesday evening than normal, but we got Greg DeMarco, we got the wrestling realist Patrick O'Dowd adjusting his phone, because I did, all I see was his hand as he... Just uh, turn it up your volume, just make sure up, I can turn hear up the volume. Turn it up, 
It's here at all. It's here well, at all. Not, not if you're going to not if you're, if you're going to yell into the microphone. Hey, you know things happen. Pick a pick a, pick a volume, sir. I, I'm not picking a volume. Inflection and tone is supposed to change. It keeps people engaged, Mister Monty. Ng. <laughs> that's right. That's literally your thing. And here you are complaining. That's about your it. thing. But it's, it's my thing. thing for you. So. And, and, yeah, and I'm sorry. Can, my my media my media idol was Dan Rather and Walter Cronkite. I can't help it. Yeah. Well. That's why you're outdated. Anyway, I don't know. People listen to my show, dude. They do. So here we are, Tuesday evening, Greg DeMarco, Patrick O'Dowd. Go ahead and follow. Since he brought it up, pull up your Twitter. Go ahead and and, and pop it in there. Go to the search function and look up the wrestling realist. It's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. Ah, I see what you did there. It's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. At Wrestling Realist, for the Wrestling Realist, Patrick O'Dowd. Join the copious amounts of bots that follow Patrick O'Dowd, and you will Hey, hey, Halima Denki, Halima Denki is legit as an adult actress who just turned 18. <laughs> so oh, is, okay, come on. This, top, this top is just. 1%. Stephanie, this is just lame. Stephanie. Postier, but you definitely are spelling it like posterior here. Like, come on, lady. <laughs> top 7.38%. You're not even in the top 1%. That's weak sauce. Yeah, that's not even anything to brag about, top Ta- 7. Ta- I haven't looked at this in a while. Tabitha Hornbuckle. That's a good, good one. That's good like, on, I don't know. I like that. That's like, I would, name, I would name my Thanksgiving turkey Tabitha Hornbuckle. <laughs> yes, you would. You would name your Thanksgiving turkey tab of the home. They didn't even use the same model picks. It was like three different models. Uh, oh, that's good stuff. So. It is good stuff. You can follow me at Greg DeMarco 44. Follow the website at ChairShot Media. That is the address that you want to follow for all things ChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. So we're talk- We're going to have some fun today. I want to get right into it. Go to chairshot.com, sports entertainment, sports entertainment, chairshot radio network, all that good stuff. So what we, I sent Patrick this article the other day, and it was a wrestling news article. And I, in reading it, I was just like, there is so much here. That we could do an entire show just on this one wrestling news article. And Patrick Dowd, you know we love nothing more than some good old-fashioned wrestling news on this program. Because it's the gift that keeps on giving, and it's going to be giving here. It sure today. does. So we are going to talk about some wrestling news. We got a little list planned. The wrestling news is on AEW, so therefore the list is also on AEW. And we're just going to dig on in and have ourselves a grand old time, so... Should be fun. Patrick, go down. Tell the fine people how the Disney World trip was. Uh, Disney trip was good, though. I I got to take a victory lap. I don't get to take victory laps very often, Greg. So you I'm going to take this you're, victory you're lap husband. off the we show. Don't have to take those. Right. So this trip, we took yes. this trip the week of Thanksgiving, which yes. I questioned Mrs. O'Dowd about this decision and had pointed out that this is the biggest Disney, like one of the biggest Disney, you know, destination weeks for people to do. And it's going to be crowded and nuts. And you know, the Mrs. O'Dowd, 
you know how she feels about crowds of people. Uh, she doesn't. So we go there. We go the trip. The trip was great. It was a lot of fun. The little O'Dowd met Darth Vader. It's his new hero. It's awesome. We took his picture twice with with the guy. Everything went well. Rode all the rides we want to ride. Great time. She comes to me today, Greg, and she looks at me because I had recommended the week after Thanksgiving. She comes to me today and she's like, "Yeah, we should have gone the week after Thanksgiving. And I was like, thank you. What did I tell you? But because she had concerns about pulling our 10-year-old out of school for like a week and missing schoolwork. And I even want to be like, take the damn Chromebook with us. He can do some of his makeup work because the way we travel, we spend an afternoon. He can do his like reading and crap right. like in the afternoon. He'll, he'll bitch about it, but he's doing it in Orlando next to a pool for crying out loud. And she's, she's like, yeah, you know, our friend who stayed there, like they said the parks were like dead. There was nobody. Around. I was like, I know, because I researched this stuff. So victory lap for me, I was right and got to be like, so I was right. And she had to say it, Greg. She had to say it. Of course so she did. If you have it, if you have the soundbike, I'd, I'd like you to play the Let's Hear It For Me soundbike. I don't know. We don't have that. We even you have don't have the Daniel Bryan. Dan- the- no. What? No, that, that's, Jesus, you suck. That's, that's, that never made the jump from, um, from from blog talk radio to not blog talk radio. Well, let's know. hear it for me. Yes, yes, yes. I'm doing myself. Now, we don't really have any Daniel Bryan Danielson whatsoever. That's because he left the WWE and is no longer relevant. That's right. That's but, true. No, I do have this, though. What is he? What? Awesome! I came to the- Okay. We have that. There's a delay this week on the sound bites. I click and it waits a second before it. Plays. I noticed that. Fun. Yeah, it's, it's it's a good time. It's a smashing good time. So, kudos to you. Sma- we are going smash that like and subscribe button. Yeah, smash that like and subscribe and button. I know what the kids say. Tell your friends on all your podcasting platforms. All the kids on all your platforms. By the way, um, we are going to Disneyland, and we are going nice. the week after. Christmas and New Year's. So we are literally going, um, we'll be there a month from today. Now that nice. I think about it. Let me look. Yeah. Well, we'll be, yeah, we'll be there today. will be our, it'll be our second day. Cause, cause today being December 6th, we are there. We're leaving. We'll be there the fourth, fifth, sixth and seventh of January. Literally those are the days where it dies down from the holiday. That's the plan. Right. Yes. We're picking. I'm, we're also like, we have weird closure dates because we have 18 different campuses across the country. And um, the, the campuses I primarily work with are actually closed from the 23rd through the like 8th of January. So uh, I'm still working and, and all that. Like we're not right. in that type of situation, but it's super easy to take those days off because we want to make students doing anything. So Yeah, you, yeah. UMass took six weeks off from the end of their fall break into their spring. Really? Yeah, they're doing a, they, they like decided to change the calendar like to this like full winter session thing. Okay. So they wanted they wanted a more robust winter session program. Ergo, we don't go back for the spring semester. We don't open until February third. That's crazy. That's what I think. But wow. that's what we got. It also means I don't. It also means I don't end my semester until Memorial Day weekend. 
So are they, they going, are they also then, this is exhilarating talk for anybody listening. Do they, are they also then, are, are there, um, are there terms that you're talking about the full winter sessions, everything? Are they going like J terms now where you can take January, June and July classes? Uh, not that I've seen yet. We still like have super, our J term was like old school college environment stuff. Yeah. We're, we're, we still, we'll still have our, we still have boring summer session one, summer session two is what they call it. So. Yeah. It's so boring. You're right. Good times. Anyway, let's talk wrestling. Let's talk we about should. how stupid. We should. Dave so we're going to do this. Is. We're actually going to go, um, we'll, we'll hit that first commercial break real quick. Um, go over to pro forward slash a chair shot, pick up one of those chair shot t-shirts. Look, you know the drill by now. Get one, get one in soft style. Get two, get two in soft style. Enjoy them. They support the cause. They support what we do. We got Church for the Podcast, the characters, the slogans, the logos. You name it, pick one up. You're going to like it. You're going to support what we do. Have a cool wrestling shirt, conversation starter. Who knows what it is, but you can pick it up and you can enjoy it. All of that over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash a chair shot. Commercial time. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. So we're going to talk about this article from wrestlingheadlines.com, not... This is not a, a, a damning of WrestlingHeadlines.com in any way. But I sent Patrick O'Dowd this article, and it was just highly, highly entertaining. And 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 I literally was like, this is this could be a topic for a whole show. Like I said at the beginning, you know, we love some wrestling news. So I'm going to do what I hate. We're going to read the article, and we're going to break this thing down paragraph by paragraph. It won't take all that long to get through it. It's not that long of an article because that's the way these things work. Um, I, I will link the article in the show description so you can see it. Um, I, I will tell you now. The headline reads as such. Tony Khan considered ideas for AEW world title change, comma, talents question William Regal booking, comma, big plans for MJF and Daniel Bryanson, Daniel Bryanson, Daniel Bryan Danielson, comma, more. I hate headlines. We just start there. Like you, you headlines suck. Yeah, well, especially when you're clickbaity and you're trying. Like, there's there's two types of headlines. This headline just is too long. It's too much stuff. Like yes. you should have just led with your fir- your first one and let it go. The other is the clickbaity. The like the intentionally misleading headline. That oh, there's tons of those. I shared one pro- on Twitter today. Pro- yeah, promises something huge. What was it? It was like one you you shared the one you shared that was like it was. They'll use the word confirmed. They William the Regal confirmed. done with AEW officially going to WWE. That's what it was officially. And then nowhere in the article to talk about how it's official. It's not that's, official uh, until it's confirmed by the company. And that's that's not a thing that's limited to professional wrestling websites like on Bandwagon Nerds. This happens all the time. It'll be like such and such confirmed in all caps. And then you go into the article and it's an unsourced tweet from a tweet of a tweet. Uh, so even and they're actually sometimes more shady than Dave Meltzer in his opinion or oh, Brian sure. Alvarez in his opinion and so on. Like the, the speculation train runs rampant everywhere. 
I'm trying to find it now. It, it's buried. I didn't tweet a ton. There it is. Yes. Regal, William Regal done with AEW, officially heading back to WWE, to which I said, officially, but then the article points to rumors, not anything official. So I said more about that too, but who cares? So right. we are going to talk about this article. So I'm going to get started and we'll have some thoughts. Paragraph one. AEW president Tony Khan reportedly considered different ideas for the full gear main event, but all ended with MJF defeating John Moxley for the AEW world title. Okay. We're not really going to break down that paragraph. Not a whole lot in there. Right. Paragraph two, the full gear main event saw William Regal turn on Moxley by giving brass knuckles to MJF, allowing him to get the win. This led to a heated promo from Moxley to Regal on the post full gear dynamite, which saw Brian Danielson stand up for Regal and a segment on this week's dynamite. This was from last week where MJF left Regal laid out. Regal is reportedly headed back to WWE and you can click here for the absolute latest on his AEW contract status. So, We'll talk about this one first, Patrick. You're down, not a ton here, but what I love is the reportedly headed back to WWE, and you can click here for the absolute latest. Like, did we need the adjective right there? Did we need absolute? You don't, but again, you're trying to, and you know this. I know I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. It's it's a quick driven. Yes. Business. And so you you want people to feel a sense of urgency that, hey, we've got the inside track on William Regal's contract status with AEW when they don't, especially when you consider that you're getting this information secondhand, which is actually an article that is a secondhand reporting of someone else's reporting, quote unquote reporting. So you're you're already behind the eight eight ball. And so you have to. This is a this is a way to kind of try and drum up some false credibility. It's also a way to try and get somebody to click on more of your articles to to get that that number up. Uh, you, you know, you have to have your advertisers. You know, I love the pop ups as I scroll through this. Like, yes, I have most of them. Gotta I, get I those. Don't have them. I just have the one video. So, gotta get those ad clicks. So you, you know, it's really it's really important that you get all that. So. Because there's multiple links. I think there's one further down. Yeah, there's another one. Oh, there's, there's a third one. There are at least three rolling through this. And none of them, oddly enough, are a link to the source that they reported. So they True. they do give credit to to Wrestling Observer, but they don't like they don't link to it at all. They don't link they don't link to it at all, which okay. I mean, and that's a that's a nit to pick, I suppose, on my part. That's a but pretty you're, big you're one. using yeah, you're using somebody else's work, and you're not linking their work. No, everything and linked in their article just, just goes to another article there, on the same website. Yeah. Right. So so there we go. Um, a, a brief synopsis of what's gone on. And, of course, click here for the absolute latest on his AEW contract status, which I'm sure since this was put out on December 2nd, there have been at least 17 articles on William Regal status with AEW because that's still the big news thing. Paragraph 3. A new report from, here we go, the Wrestling Observer, not linked, which even I would have linked it, and I hate the Wrestling Observer, notes that there were different ideas debated on in the lead-up to Full Gear, including one favored by a number of key people, but all ideas at MGF leaving Full Gear as the AEW World Champion. Okay. There's absolutely nothing in that paragraph exactly. that gives you any level of information of anything at all. That it's is all a word salad. 
It doesn't tell you what the idea was that was favored by a number of key people. doesn't tell you who the key people were. And it doesn't even, it doesn't give any different ideas. You know, they say there were different ideas, but there's nothing there. So Dave Meltzer said, well, there were other ideas. They had to do it. And and that turned into news. Okay. Paragraph four. There was one idea that had Regal turning on Moxley, which, by the way, happened, then turned back to set up Danielson versus MJF to set up Regal's departure. So someone's reporting that Steve, that Steve Regal, old school fan of me, that William Regal was going to turn heel and then turn back to babyface. The double turn, Craig. The double turn. The double Bro. turn is not one person. Double turn is multiple people. Two of them I turning. Know. Bro, what if he turns again, though, bro? What if he really didn't turn? But see, turn? he's not even there, bro. Like, Right, bro. So there was one idea that had a Regal turning on Moxley, which is what happened, then turned back to set up Danielson versus MGF, which is what they're setting up to set up Regal's departure. The other ideas did not feature Regal as much, although AEW officials knew they still needed to write him out of the storylines as he is headed back to WWE. The other ideas involve different explanations of how to end up basically in the same direction with MJF as champion, Danielson as the next major contender, and Regal out of the picture. So much like again, the last paragraph, as you say again. It's just word salad. It is. Yeah, sorry. We, they have word not salad. provided There's- us. The only thing they provided us was that one idea had everything that happened happening except that that Regal would turn and turn again. Right. Which makes no sense whatsoever. And again, I don't know who we fault. Like, do we fault the site or do we fault Dave? I fault the people that keep clicking on these things. Right. Well, and unfortunately we, we gave him a couple of clicks to read this article. I I gave him, uh, obviously I clicked on it because I saw the headline and I was like, what is this garbage? But much like, okay, I say it all the time, right? When us idiots out there, but I, I'm not part of that, when the 82 hate WWE, constantly tweet about WWE, all they're doing is helping WWE social media scores and social media right. ranking and oh. making them a more desirable business. When we click on these articles, yeah. all we're doing is helping these websites. And we right. clicked on these articles and, and I did it. And so I'm at fault. Well, we're both at fault, but we're also doing it for the betterment of our listener. We're yes. trying to... You know, help them that's true. help themselves. Oh, so boy. paragraph four offered a tiny little smidge that Regal was going to turn back, which is asinine and probably was never true. Paragraph five. We noted earlier today, of course, this is December 2nd. We, were, we, we noted earlier today. That's linked, by the way. Earlier today. Link to. Link into another thing that um, is on their website. How it was known by key people. Again, this phrase, key people. Weeks before that Regal was leaving AEW, a lot of AEW talents have reportedly questioned the decision to book Regal how he was booked now that everyone knows he's leaving. Now, they said that after saying we noted earlier today. So are they reporting this? Did Dave report this? Well, and to find that out, you have to click on the earlier today article, which I'm not going to do. If you want to do it, you can you can see where they got it. I am I'm uh, looking on the earlier today, but go ahead. Okay, you do that. I again, I, I'm just going to pick on semantics a little bit here too. Like, just 
the decision to book Regal how he was booked. I'm sorry, kids, the way he was booked <laughs> makes way more sense. Like, what are you doing here? Now that everyone knows he's leaving. What does that even mean? What, is, what does that mean? Like that you, what they, you can't have William Regal look at the lights. Like, right. like what are you going to have him get fired? Like Eric Bischoff style. Well, they basically the had him look at like they did the best version right. of him looking at the lights they could have done. But my point here is that like, I don't, I don't really know what more you wanted or what this, this sounds like Dave's playlist not being met. Uh, or, or at least according to Dave, the talents playlist not being met. Like, do you want him to just kind of quietly fade away? You made him this prominent right. figure when you brought him on. You literally named and a just gonna quiet, him. Like, if you quietly had him disappear, like if he just walked away, like he was just gone the next day, what happens, Greg? I mean, he just goes to WWE anyway. Well, no, but from a fan's perspective, the, the people that we love to talk about, we want to know how would they is. respond? And we would and we would unceremoniously rip AEW for not, you know, explaining it, yeah, doing a storyline out, not well, writing we, it out. Most like, people whatever. wouldn't because they would justify it because they justify everything AEW does as well. You can't feature the guy who's leaving, like that's what they would say. So I clicked on that link. I right clicked on. Oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. That helps. And it's it's more of the same, right? It starts off with the phrase "William Regal is reportedly leaving AEW for WWE." Out clause. So, so here's here's the paragraph so that not, I'm assuming. No. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I was just not known. I have yet to hear anything that says that we know he's leaving. Right. Just that it's reported. So here is the, what they're likely referring to. Regal was reportedly written out of the AEW storylines this past Wednesday on Dynamite when he was left laying by AEW World Champion MJF. The Observer, the Observer ad. So they are quoting the Observer. The Observer ad. This is get this. This gets great. The Observer adds that there was supposed to be a final piece of the MJF dash Regal storyline that included the title change title change at full gear with Regal turning on John Moxley, but Regal is said to be done with AEW and headed back to WWE. So they're telling us there was supposed to be a final piece of the storyline that included the title change with Regal turning on Moxley, but which the word but indicates it didn't happen. Regal is said to be he- done with AEW and headed back to WWE. That's exactly what happened. The title change of full gear with Regal turning on Moxley. All of it happened. It's circular. It's circular. It's like a merry-go-round happy. It goes up and down and around. And then and then the rumors go back several weeks to make full gear and make the full gear turn even more interesting. The angle was booked by Khan. Of course, we got to give Khan credit. And the Observer adds right. that it was known by... Oh, God, here we go. The Observer adds that it was known by who? Key people in AEW that Regal was leaving when it was booked. Of course they did. If anything, William Regal is going to tell you he's leaving. Like he's William Regal. Right. He's a professional. Then we got to sound smart. WWE Chief Content Officer Triple H apparently knew Regal was coming back to the company when he made the Regal War Games tweet last Saturday as seen below. Interesting about this article, not a single link to anything else on the website. Oh, good. Also by Mark Milton. Mark, you did a bad job on that article because you didn't link back to your website. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. Mm, yeah, no. So let's see here. Oh, boy. One, one, yeah, so, so, so let me read still you. Nothing. Okay, that was the decision to book that was, okay. Then, right. here's the next, next paragraph. While MJF will defend against Ricky Starks at the Winter is Coming edition of AEW Dynamite on December, 4, December 14th, the idea coming out of full gear is to build to a major program with Danielson versus MJF for the AEW world title with MJF putting Regal out as a catalyst. We know. We saw it happen on television. There's no word yet on if Danielson versus MJF. Oh, this is why I love this one so much. There's no word yet on if Danielson versus MJF will headline the AEW Revolution pay-per-view on March 5th in San Francisco, which would mean the angle would take four months to get to the payoff, comma, which feels like too long, comma, or if they will do a TV match and use that build to the AEW pay-per-view match. This is this tells you that four months is too long. Yes. That tells you everything you need to know about the backwards ass thinking. And maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're old, Greg. Maybe I'm just old. Um and that's why I like the thousand plus day reign of, of Roman Reigns over short four month book and and I'm not saying that every champion needs to be a long standing champion, but if you think four months for for a title reign is too long. That's the title reign is too long the, the, for uh, for a feud. Just just yeah like feud. like then you don't know how to book a wrestling program. You don't know what it takes to book a wrestling program. You have no business writing about what it takes to book a wrestling program. There's like, like, give me a break here. Four months is too long. Here's the well, thing about like, that. Okay. The four months thing, right? MJF walked out of AEW in storyline form after cutting his anti-Tony Khan right. promo in June. Yep. He won the championship in November. That was five months. Did right. Mark Middleton think that took too long? I think not. So, and it also, I guess, and here's the other thing. And kids, I don't know if you know this, but Greg DeMarco is a promoter and a a booker. Uh, And so he knows a little bit about this. Greg, when you are, when you are developing a storyline involving characters in a quote unquote feud, should they, should they wrestle each other every, every one of your shows? God, I would hope If you're actually, so, if you were to, if you were to using your small little independent wrestling company, the little, little engine that could, the, the greatest promotion in all of Arizona, um, all true to tell to to tell a story, and you how how many shows do you do? It's like how many? It's like every month or every other month. Like how, did, how often? We did six in twenty twenty two. And so we'll if you do, do two, the same number, maybe one or two. We 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 won't do more. We'll do like between six and eight. So we'll just, for the sake of this conversation, say six. We will, uh, we will say six, so that every two months you're doing a show. Now, this is this isn't this is apples to oranges because you're not doing daily or you know weekly episodic programming. You're not doing all this stuff. However, if you were to churn out the same match over the course of 
or I'm sorry, let me take that back. If you were to only use two shows, because that's four months, right? To to feud you and I, that's too short. Yes. What absolutely. have you even done? It's, right. I mean, it would be part of a bigger story, probably, or it would be a short feud, which meant it would mean it was on the undercard. Right. Um, so yeah. So four months isn't isn't too long. It's not long enough. We've had this. We've had, a, we've had a rivalry going, a feud going that started in August of 2021. Right. That's still hot, and they've only shared the ring in an official match. I think once since then, and right. and they've had other interactions, but they 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 were in a cage together in in November. Like it's it's storytelling. It's what you do, and, and you have your calendar, and you see how it works. But like, yeah, right. four months is not too and, long. And here's the thing for me, and this is where, again, I'm probably too old school for this, but what, what, uh, when I talk about things that I used to love about old, you know, like eighties wrestling, early nineties, before we got into the crash television sort of booking era at the end of the nineties, into the early two thousands, one of the things that I genuinely loved is those feuds and rivalries that just carry the thread for years, even if it wasn't always at the forefront, even if there were times where, you know, paths wouldn't cross in a negative way, like that they would they would be back up. But one of my favorite moments for my favorite Royal Rumble is when El Matador Tito Santana hits the ring, and mm-hmm. Rick Martel happens to be in the ring, and Tito Santana, who during this Royal Rumble has the opportunity. To, to fight for his right for uh, a first ever World Wrestling Federation championship. He doesn't care about that. Who does he go after? Rick Martel. Why does he go after Rick Martel? Because he hates Rick Martel. Because they are mortal enemies and will be that forever and ever. And if Rick Martel were selling a home today, because I believe he's in real estate, and Tito yeah. Santana showed up to look at that home, they should fight just like, what? What's, what's the guy's name in, in Family Guy? Peter Griffin. What's the, is that the dad's name? Oh, I don't, yeah, Peter Griffin. Him and the chicken, I don't watch like right? They would fight just like that, right. which is exactly what Tito and, Santana. Rick and let's do. and let's take this one further step. Rick Martel turned on Tito Santana in the scope of that t- timeline at WrestleMania five. I want to yes. say is that when Strike Force broke? He left because Rick Martel came back from injury, or at least left him behind, or something like that. Or yeah. I don't know. They but Rick Martel left Tito Santana behind while they were. Wrestling, I think it was Demolition, and Demolition did what Demolition does. Was it the Brain Busters? Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was the Brain Busters. But anyway, Rick Martel ditches Tito Santana. A feud is born forever. We get the model um, and this whole thing. And it just it goes on for years and years and years. And I I just – I didn't sit there when Tito Santana went after Rick Martel and went, oh, man, not this again. (laughs) Not this again. I went, damn right. He's got to go get him. Like, you never heard the Rock and Roll Express hugging it out with the Midnight Express? Ever. For it years. It was the Brain Busters. Yep, it was the Brain Busters. That show, by the way, had 14 matches. Yeah, it was an All obscenely long show. I mean, most of them were like six minutes, eight minutes, ten minutes, nine minutes, five minutes, eight minutes. There was so minutes. much fi- There was so much filler in that, that particular WrestleMania. Yep. Like, but, yeah. The two matches between the Ultimate Warrior and Rick Rude and Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage were Bad News Brown and Jim Duggan, three-minute double DQ, and then the Red Rooster beating Bobby Heenan in 31 seconds. Yeah. 
I just I I to get this back to the AEW thing. Do you think that if we were a little more forward thinking, you would see this as a real opportunity for MJF and Daniel Bryan Danielson to maybe do something that's sustained and notable and revered within the company as a rivalry that could go somewhere. You could be crazy enough to not only have it have them wrestle at Revolution, but also have them wrestle it all out. Or whatever. Right. The double or nothing. Double or nothing, the, the, the main one. You could and literally a, have a, a six-month-long feud between those. That's not unheard of. And here's the other key to it. That's not a bad thing. Because you could have them wrestle in a traditional singles match at the first pay-per-view, and then you could do a stipulation match, put them in a cage, put them in whatever at the next one. It's not that difficult. It, it's, it's sometimes they do things for the sake of doing them, but this article, of course, it's on the internet, AW books for the internet, which mean the, which mean the angle would take four months to get to the payoff, which feels like too long. And then it ends with, or if they will do a TV match and use that to build to the pay-per-view match. So he's advocating, or at least suggesting that maybe right. they wrestle on television before they wrestle on pay-per-view, which was a huge complaint regarding the, the CM Punk John Moxley program that they did. So, yeah. So then yeah, there's one more. I, I think that was is that paragraph five, one, two, three, four. That was paragraph six. Then there's paragraph seven. It was also noted earlier today in the Regal report how there's supposed to be a final piece of the MJF Regal title change storyline, which may explain things further, but there's no word on what this piece will consist of, as it was noted that Regal is done with AEW and honestly back to WWE, which we've said 14 times in this article, and linked to three other articles that say the same thing. <sighs> this is why wrestling oh, is wrestling. Great. We make it so hard on ourselves sometimes. We do. We do. You're right. You're right. I, I don't know. It's it's that's that's just aggregate that whole article is aggregate reporting with no reporting. Like that's what's stunning about. Yeah, but most it alludes of that to reporting. I just I love. Right. There was a new report that indicates there were different ideas debated, including one favored by a number of key people. What were those ideas? But, and here's the thing, right? Every single idea ends in the exact same way. Right. So no idea. Or, or here's the hey, thing, whatever. right? We don't even know. If you go and listen to something to wrestle with, what does Bruce Pritchard do? Conrad will be like, Conrad will be like, well, did you guys think of maybe doing this? And what does Bruce say? We consider everything. No. Right. But we usually end up at the same thing. And that's a group of people. Remember, Tony Khan doesn't really have any help doing this. It's one of the big drawbacks of, of him running this company. I seriously doubt a whole lot of things were thought about and suggested. And I don't know who the hell these key people are, but. It didn't maybe maybe Dave is the key person himself. Maybe what I actually don't like is the fact that Daniel Bryan Danielson is the first challenger for MJF because. MJF is pretty much feuded with everybody in the company already. So what good mm-hmm. does it like, like you're going to blow the one big feud you have. And then what's he going to do? Feud with Jericho. We've seen that. Like, feud so, with Omega, so you think that. this is, do you think that this is going to be done quick? No, is, that I your, hope is that your speculation? I don't know if it'll go beyond full gear or not full gear. It'll go beyond revolution, which is on March 5th because they never go beyond 
than like one paper. Right. They don't I, have I, to. I'm just, I'm just telling you, I'm telling you, Tony, look at your peers, quote unquote peers, or who you think are your peers. Right. Who it's you want okay. to be your peers. Yeah. It's okay to book this thing out. Like, cause you can, you can even have your first match with Daniel Bryan Danielson. MJF has to win that match. Yes. But however he wins, however he wins that match, it has to wrong Daniel Bryan Danielson. And then you, you know, if I were, if I were Tony Khan, it's the Daniel Bryan Danielson has to earn it to her. That has been very successful of a way to book him as a guy chasing a belt. He's a great underdog. Make him an underdog, make him go through a mountain of shit that takes him a second chance six months later, eight months later and have him lose again. And you have him lose you know, like just have MJF because I honestly, and this is, I will fully own that I am not a frequent watcher of the AEW. Let MJF, I think personally, I would like to see MJF have a long sustained title run that's not a, not a Roman Reigns acknowledge me sort of title run. Let him be who he is, um, but let him have a, like a year. With that belt, I, I agree. He already told at he least already a said year. in a promo he's not going to defend the championship on television, even though he has a title defense coming up on television in a couple weeks, and that people are going to have to pay to see it. It's only going to be pay per view. You won't see him that much. Like he said, all of those things. He's basically positioning himself to be Roman Reigns. So, right. It's just yeah. Just be just be his version of Roman Reigns. Be him. Yes. Like be yourself, and Jeff. Don't yourself. no. And and I'm not saying he's going to go all full tribal chief and stuff, but you know right. what I mean. Like, be, be the character version. that got yes. you there. Yeah, be, be the character that got you there. So, that's <sighs> my hope. That's horrible. Let's go to commercial. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. So Patrick O'Dowd, I don't want to do the list because of how late it is, and we started late and all that stuff. That's fair. There was, (sighs) Raw was on Monday. And the yep. ratings have come out. Yep. I know hour number yet. three reportedly drew the lowest hour three rating in the history of hour three for a Monday night raw. Sinking ship, Craig. It's, 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 I'm shocked that they're still in business. Like triple H ain't going to have a job to go too soon because hour three was the lowest rated hour three in the history of hour threes for a Monday night raw. Now, Patrick Dowd, there was a football game on Monday night, wasn't there? There usually is, yeah. There usually is, yes. And one of the quarterbacks in that football game is is one who was widely either accepted as the GOAT or argued against as the GOAT, and that's Tom Brady. And Yeah, he's pretty he's pretty popular. He's, he's a pretty big sort deal. of famous. Kind, Pseudo kind famous. of newsworthy this season as well. Right. His divorces anyway. And and with a very small amount of time left, he had orchestrated two score comeback in this football game, which happened during hour three of Monday Night Raw. Here's the other thing: there was a Manning cast 
this this you know Monday Night Raw. There, there was, yep. was Manning cast for this game. So the NFL game was on ESPN and ESPN two. You've got the Sports Center. You've got the kickoff show, which is thirteen minutes long, but it occupies a rating spot. Monday Night Raw finished number five, number six, and number nine in the ratings this week. Hour three was number nine. If you remove, I feel like I've had this conversation before because we have. If you feels, remove, it feels familiar. All things NFL. If you remove everything related to Monday Night Football, guess where Raw finished this week? I'm going to guess that it finished one, two, and three. One, two, and three. That's and again, it's a dead metric anyway. We need to stop looking at a dead metric. Well, and that's the only reason why I look at the rankings. Because the rankings is what matters. Because regardless of the metric right. that you're using, at least when you're ranking it, you're ranking everyone on the same metric. So you that's do fair. have a base for comparison. You're 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 taking this one metric I, and, and and that's why I focus on the ranking more than the viewership and more and more than the right. Key demo and, and I also key in wrestling news. We do. I also really question what people think the 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 number actually means. Like what what do because right. like do they do you believe, noble listener, that there is some fundamental programming flaw within Monday Night Raw that is causing people to switch off, and if so. What is your fix or your solution? Because if your fix or your solution is putting AEW on Monday Night Primetime <laughs> and thinking that that's somehow going to do better than what Raw is doing right now, you're wrong. Absolutely. You're just flat out wrong. Nothing that AEW has shown in terms of its overall viewership over the last how many years that this company's been in existence tells you that they are going to get a magical boost in viewership that they are telling showing better programming than the wwe and that is not to say that aew isn't putting out a product that people will watch and enjoy it is doing well enough to please tnt for now or tbs sorry tbs for now so but that number isn't you know, e- even if you just make the TBS argument of fewer people can watch TBS, no, that's I mean, it's not true. USA, whatever. It's just, it's it's TBS asinine. is in more households than USA, right? And and people make appointment television for Monday Night Raw. They do for and they do for you know they do. For AW. They yeah. do. It's just less people, but it's not. It's, it's just not the same number because they still haven't figured out what we've talked about. In that, it's it's you're you're a much more focused audience in mm-hmm. AEW. There is one type to me that it feels gets catered to, yeah. and oh, yeah. when you do that, you're going to have that group that's strong, and that's kind of it. And it's it still it. gets them in the top five every Wednesday. Sure, that's the thing on Wednesday. On Banger Wednesday. that it is. Yes. Now, Friday. What do you think they would do if they went to Monday? Oh, they would be in like somewhere between 15 and 20. Right. In my opinion. Unless the channel because changing led to things. But they would never. TBS wouldn't right. even allow be- that. 
Well, because and that's the thing is because you look at what you have to compete because we're just talking about sports. Once you go to Monday, which is you know sitcom week on one mm-hmm. on one network, you know the drama week on you know drama day on another, like you're going up against the heaviest hitting shows of major broadcast broadcast networks, and yes. that pulls folks away, like it just does. And I'm not saying the WWE would be gangbusters on a Wednesday. I don't know. They're not doing shows on a Wednesday. They'd be better they than shows Dynamite. If WWE moves, well to, on Friday. moves to Wednesday next week, they'd beat Dynamite. Right. Immediately. Easy. Like that's just the way it the way it works. But yeah. And then and then and then AEW stands would be claiming a moral victory by how close they were. That's what they right. that's how they would spin their argument. Their argument was like, well, we were only this far behind them. Big bad WWE took viewers right. No, you'd be TNA part two. And that's the thing too. People talk about AEW viewership, which was recently like eight hundred and sixty thousand last week. It's been as high as one point four million in its history, and they criticize that too. And I give the same exact argument to those people. It still finishes in the top five every single week. Whatever TBS had on before Dynamite wasn't finishing in the top five every single week, and it gets the it, it's put on almost fifty two weeks a year. This is dirt cheap for these companies. And and right. WWE's ratings go down, right? Their viewership's gone down, but the amount of money they're bringing in for it has gone up. So obviously, it's not as bad as as people think. It's just, I if we could go back in time to the Monday Night Wars and take away the ratings aspect of it, would we even talk right. about ratings now? No. And and I no, know the rating, so much the more about TV ratings because of professional wrestling than I really need to. Right. Right. And you do too. You were a freaking Nielsen, Nielsen household. I was. They tracked, they tracked my view. They did. Probably Good got time. really scared. So it's, yeah, it's just unbelievable. No, they don't know what I'm watching. They don't know what I'm watching. That's not. That's true. It's just unbelievable. But it's still a topic and it's still a thing we talk about. And, and and I don't know if we'll ever get off of it because there's always something. Because even when AEW wasn't a thing, Raw's ratings were still newsworthy every single week at that point. Right. So we, which we don't is talk interesting about social for a company, media scores. A company with, we don't talk right. about business you know, stuff. We just look at TV ratings. Right. And here here's here's the funny thing. While you're all looking at TV ratings, the WWE is looking at dollar signs. Mm-hmm. And they're looking and they're at making, TV ratings, and they're looking at social media scores, and they're looking at YouTube views, and they're looking at marketing impressions, and they're looking at website impressions. They're literally looking at twenty because it all leads to, and it all leads to their bottom line. Exactly. It's it's and with AEW, everyone looks at one thing. They just look at the TV ratings, right? So yeah, kids, investors are happy at the of WWE. They are, and you know what? They're also happy with AEW. Like that's the crazy part. Yeah, it, and bo- believe it or not, both companies can be successful in their own right at the same time. It's insane. Yep. They're headed in different directions, and and one WWE always finds new fans to fill the gap. AEW doesn't find new fans to fill the gap. Like that's the main difference. And until they figure that part out, they're going to continually go down. Um, and we can look, and maybe a year from now, they won't consistently be in the top five. They'll be in the top ten, which is still good, but it won't be where it was. Raw will probably still be right. one, two, and three, except for any live sports. And Raw has to deal with 
NBA basketball, NFL football, playoffs when those happen in, in, in all the non-football sports. All of it continues to go almost all year round. WWE is always dealing with this. It's just the way it is. So, And that, my friends, will do it for this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco Show. My name is Greg DeMarco, at Greg DeMarco 44. Patrick O'Dowd is at Wrestling Realist. Say it with me now. W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick for the Wrestling Realist. Patrick O'Dowd. Follow at Chairshot Media for the website. Listen to all the great podcasts here on the Chairshot. Yeah, Chairshot.com. I can't even say it myself. TheChairshot.com. Go back and listen to Bandwagon Nerds talking about Bob Iger and Disney and all the great things he's going to change back now that he's back in power. Listen to Bandwagon Nerds for that and so much more. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com for us a chair shot. Pick up your very own chair shot t-shirt. Whatever platform you hear this show on, go ahead and like, subscribe, and leave us that five-star review. Smash that like button, as Patrick O'Dowd said earlier. It can only help everything that we do here on the program. Next week, we'll do a list. Maybe we'll do like a super list and nothing else. Who the hell knows? We're nearing that time of the year where it's lots of fun and 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 all sorts of good stuff, so... Anything for the people, Patrick O'Dowd? No, I mean, other than get yourself over to listen to Bandwagon Nerds and hear how how crazy life is with Disney right now. Everything's down is up, up is down, lots going on. We also reviewed a uh, movie this week. We reviewed Spirited uh, on Apple TV Plus starring starring Ryan Ryan Reynolds and uh, Will Ferrell. So you watched it, huh? I, I saw it in the theater. With the family. Oh yeah, we uh, we could I, not I streamed find, it in my television. We couldn't find a good Thanksgiving movie. We always go to the movies on Thanksgiving. Uh, we didn't want to go see the Strange World, whatever that Disney movie was. So we well, decided that was Disney's fault. Yeah, well I know. Um, so we that's one of the reasons Bob Chapek is no longer working yeah. at, at Disney. So that's why we picked Spirited. We don't have Apple TV anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. But um, yeah, and and I loved it. And and if you haven't seen it, you should definitely go watch it. It was worth it to see it in the theater for me because it was downright hilarious and I loved everything about it. And I wouldn't change a thing despite the City of Angels ending that I hate so much in any movie that ever does it. But in this one, I was fine because the way they followed up on it and the way that they did it. And to you all listening, whether you have seen Spirited or not, whether you love WWE, love AEW, love it all, I can leave you but with one phrase and one phrase only. Good afternoon. Acknowledge me. Shut your dumb mouth. You just made the list. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.